That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wynn. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio, so stay tuned. Welcome back to Bat Force Radio, the DC Batman podcast with no limits. Happy New Year, everybody. This is our first uh, episode back since the new year. We're going to go around. We have uh, Louis Bitch, a.k.a. Grandpa Batman, over in Dallas, Texas. Iron Man sucks. <laughs> we got uh, Robin Cross over in Canada. Evening, or whenever you're listening. Uh, I am Bat Force Tom in uh, California. It is uh, on fire. There is looting, there is home invasions, but I'm fine. I'm doing all right. And the, and um, the tsunami. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Earth took a big fart out in the ocean, I think. I saw that. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, did you see the video of it? Like the uh, the satellite video? Yeah, I saw satellites, satellite video, but that's insane how, how massive that thing is. And in the middle of nowhere, too, that's thankfully. What she said. <laughs> um, we wanted to start by, uh, of course, we just mentioned Happy New Year. Um, usually when things come up, um, news or rumors, um, that are more negative, we try to stay on the positive, especially when they're about us. We don't like to, uh, (laughs) feed into them, but I feel like we have to address something that's been going around. Yes, there are a group of about almost 300 doctors that are signing a petition to get us, uh, pulled off the air. They believe that we have been spreading false information. Um, we are aware of that, um, (laughs) We are not going to back down. We are going to continue to press forward. Why are your in-laws doing that? <laughs> <laughs> well, they've always had it in for me. <laughs> uh, like I said, you know, we just want to forge ahead, start fresh, uh, you know, keep on keeping on. But um, yeah, so in, in, in similar news, uh, rumors, right? So we wanted to jump on because there's been a lot of DC, uh, DC Universe, DC Extended Universe, whatever you want to call it, the motion picture universe. There's been a lot of stuff already popping off this uh, at the beginning of the year. Um, depending upon, you know, if you like Zack Snyder, you are not happy. If you despise uh, Zack Snyder's vision, you are happy and I guess just hopeful and optimistic. But let's get and started. If, and with... if you're you, and if you're a casual viewer that doesn't really pick a side, you're most likely just confused. Yeah. Because there were the Zack Snyder movies, and then there was a Joss Whedon Justice League, and then Zack Snyder came back, and there was his Justice League again. Now that's all gone, and there's going to be new shit. So, and the Matt Reeves stuff that has nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to bring this up. This is a tweet that uh, kind of set off uh, the firestorm, and apparently, it is also something that has been corroborated by quote unquote other leakers. Um, other, I don't know what that means. Like other people who are on the inside or have a source. But Gramps, you want to read that for us and who it's by? I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to put you on the spot. Oh, as I've told you, with update the Flash Batflex final appearance, we knew that old footage of Cavill used on TV. Okay, new Justice League formed. Mm, Supergirl is the new Superman. Keaton working with Black Canary. Picks Batgirl as new Batman. This is the new DC. Let's be open-minded and give it a fair shot. Yeah, and then there's a there's a tweet right below that among the chain. It says, uh, the Keaton, Black Canary, Batgirl stuff obviously happens in her movie, referring to Batgirl, to clarify. And this is from, uh, her name is Grace Randolph. If, if you are not familiar with her, she is uh, one of those, she's just kind of like a talking head, YouTube, Twitter. Um, she's not like, she has no real... Um, I mean, she has some connections. There are people who, I guess, know her who work in the industry, but it's not like she's a Hollywood reporter. It's not like she's a New York Times. It's not. She's been wrong many times. So this is just a a big rumor that has been circulating amongst who know. I guess people in the know. Um, so we want to we want to start by saying, again, this is a rumor. However, it's a rumor that a lot of people apparently in the industry are circulating. So there might be some truth to it. Meaning that to break it down. 
after the flash uh, it is going to be a completely different dc universe on screen with different characters and different uh, individuals um nothing that we were used to it's not going to be snyder's universe at all um so yeah if it's true it's a massive change in departure um so <laughs> with that Big risk. Being, yeah well why don't you why don't you guys give your thoughts about uh let's let's pretend and let's say that this is true and that these rumors have some truth to them do you uh do you think like what what do you what are your guys' general thoughts in general about that I would go first. Yeah, everything ends. Everyone gets recast and replaced. You know, we we've been around long enough to see this happen before. Do I wish that we got more time with the last set of characters? Yeah, but am I gonna you know, be horribly upset that uh, this could potentially happen? That you know, we'll we'll see a new take on the Justice League with you know, the different iterations of characters, Supergirl instead of Superman and everything. No, uh, let's, let's see how it goes. Grant's and then after thoughts. that, it'll, there'll be something else, you know, they'll do that for a while and there'll be something new. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the thing, the thing that makes me, well, man, first of all, if this is all true, um, they're taking a big step away. They're purposely pivoting away from Snyder. And, you know, like, man, the way that you look back the last couple of years, it, these rumors don't seem like they're that far off because of what we've seen as far as what uh, one of those DC executives said in the press where the Snyder cut was just like, that, that's just its own self-contained thing that's not going to go anywhere. And then hearing the rumors of casting and seeing story things here and there that are actually legitimate, it doesn't surprise me that if this is true, that they're cutting out pretty much a big chunk of what Snyder kind of created because they want to do something new and fresh. And with the success of The Suicide Squad made a lot of money, the success of uh, Aquaman, um, you know, those are both very different and lighter in tone and brighter. And uh, that's probably kind of maybe what they're looking to score towards. And um, I'm just sad because, well, Gramps, you go ahead. You, you give your thoughts. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a big risk. I mean, you're essentially, you know, ostracizing or dividing a, a fan base and taking away two of the marquee characters out of the DC film universe. Um, now you're replacing them with, you know, two very strong lead roles, but I don't think that um, a lot of the fans have the same history with those characters. Um, I don't know. You know, if if Batman v Superman was such a failure and it still made one billion dollars. You're now going to um, go in a 180 degree direction and still expect to surpass that with characters that don't have as strong, you know, ties with, with, you know, let's just be honest. I don't think those, you know, Supergirl or, or Batgirl were um, even that well sold that well in the comics. So how are they going to sell in the movies? And I mean, there's never a direct correlation with that, but that, you know, kind of is the temperature mark for me, as far as the popularity of a character, how is it going to come across, you know, on screen? Now there are always exceptions to that. You know, Shang-Chi was a very good example of that recently. That was an amazing movie. And I think it did, it didn't do that well at the box office. Um, but at the same time, yeah, so, it wasn't it's really, funny though. Successful yeah. doesn't always mean good and right. good doesn't always mean successful. Exactly. And I hope that, you know, the product that they put out is just a good product. You know, mm-hmm. as you can, as you can see during, you know, these times, a lot of movies, you know, go to straight to HBO max in the first place anyway. So box office numbers really don't, it's really hard to gauge, you know, the success of a movie on box office these days anyway. Um, but 
they need to have a good product that creates a good story that keeps this DC universe cohesive and ongoing to create the, the next movies. Because if this is not strong, if it's the same as like a, you know, birds of prey, it's not going to last. Yeah. You know, um, it's also, uh, something, uh, they're, they're choosing to also kind of like, uh, like what you mentioned, I think that might be calculated because this Batgirl movie, they've been trying to get off the ground, um, even before uh, we or Joss Whedon's Justice League came out, because that's what the next project was that they were going to give to him was the background movie. So they've been wanting to do it since like, what is that? 2015, 2016. I forget when that was. No, yeah, it's been some time. time yeah. So they've well, been, it, they, it, it must, it must've been during or right after uh, Justice League shooting. Right. Before he separated from them, but around the time that he was already taken over league. Yeah. I think, um, it, they might have been, they might be, or might have been wanting to kind of do what, uh, like, I think, I think they, they recognize, okay, this is a gamble. So what is something that we can use that if it sucks, it's okay. We can recast or like, it's not a marquee character. Um, like kind of what Marvel do with Iron Man, like Iron Man wasn't necessarily like the biggest named Marvel character, but they got a crazy big A-list celebrity to play him, and it just was a home run and the basic backbone of the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I think DC is trying to play with that. It's like, okay, what what young what young actor can we give this role to that we can maybe build something off of? And um, they're doing it twice with Batman and with Superman, with Batgirl and then Supergirl. Um, dude, like, so, yeah, you know... We are, and I, you know, I don't want to speak for the whole group, but um, we have done things that we can't legally speak of in the name of Zaddy. Um, <laughs> we are Snyder Toxic fanboys that uh, international waters, though. So <laughs> we have had our instances where um, we've come to fisticuffs and and threats, but I think we've also been very open to change and differences. It's what you know. We never really like throw too much of our uh, eggs in one basket, but damn, I mean. Look at how good uh, Ben Affleck looks as Batman. I mean, take take Snyder's take Snyder's storytelling away. Whatever you think about his storytelling, you cannot deny how good Ben Affleck looked in the Cape and the Cowl. Like he's just spot on. That that's Bruce Wayne, man. And I remember, I don't know about you guys watching the movie. I remember thinking when I'm watching the movie, uh, maybe it was the voice changer that was even smarter. But I'm like, dude, I, I'm watching Batman. Like he's melting into Batman. You know, when he was in the in the cowl specifically, like I would be like, dude, that's Batman. It's not even Ben Affleck anymore. Um, and then, you know, our savior, uh, Henry Cavill, um, choosing to not continue on with him as Superman. Again, take put aside the movies that he's, he was in. I know a lot of people don't think that he was uh, he didn't portray the Superman that they wanted. It was very dark. It was very different. But I think that there's a majority of fans, even though they didn't like Man of Steel or BVS, I think a majority of people still think they'd like to see him try again in a different Superman movie. Um, And and, and part of part of that was the character arc. Right. We saw him in Man of Steel. He was becoming Superman. You know, he wasn't the version of the character that people know from the Reeves movies or from, you know, the animated stuff, the comics where he's been Superman for years and he's established, he's figured out who he is and what he wants. We were seeing him at the beginning, you know, that was a Superman year one mm. and uh, him figuring out who he wanted to be. And then we saw that progressing through justice league. And if you got another movie, I think that that would have been where we saw him, established and have become who he wanted to be. And that would have been, I think a lot more in line with where people wanted to see the character. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the, the issue I think that uh, Warner brothers had with Snyder is that Snyder really wanted to treat these movies like graphic novels on screen where they are kind of like their self-contained elseworld, but they can connect into a diff- a bigger story. So he wanted each film to be like a graphic novel, which takes time. You know, movies take years to produce, whereas, you know, comic fans get books once a month, so it's not that big a deal. And he kind of wanted it seem to do that. And the studio was like, dude, what are you doing? We, we need to sell boxers now. We need to sell toys now. Like, we need to, you know what I mean? We need to bank off these kids. We don't have time 
to do something interesting. We don't have time to do something. Um, and everyone's like, oh, he's an edgelord. Dude, edgelord is fucking cool sometimes. I think I, I think we like some of the stuff that he chose to do because it was so different and refreshing for us. You know, we're like 70, we're like 65, 70 years old. So we've seen a lot of the same thing over and over again. So it's nice to see something fresh, you know, that these young cats are choosing to do. But I have something and, I want to pause. Go ahead. And I, I was just going to say, yeah, same thing. I, I do love the Snyder stuff. I, I love BVS. Like that. that's still the, if if I'm going to go back and rewatch any superhero movie, it's 85% chance it's going to be that one over anything else. Yeah. Um, I want to posit something to you guys, and uh, I know I was joking about uh, conspiracy theory, but I, I really think this is worth exploring because... Is this where we talk about Department of Truth? Oh, dude. <laughs> I mean, I'm always down to talk about that. By the way, I was reading the uh, uh, sidebar. I was reading um, the uh, description of the next couple of issues. Is it the one that was out this week that is uh, L. Ron Hubbard and Jack Parsons? Is that this week or is it the next one coming out? Uh that's next uh oh. this week's issue is mothman oh my god dude see that's what i'm talking about is um it's just basically every awesome conspiracy or every awesome cryptid um that's what it's going to cover and i love it and uh and, the reason i talk and, about go ahead. Uh, i was going to say if you know what book is coming out at the perfect time there's a book coming out from boom studios uh, I just read next week's issue today. Uh, it's called Regarding the Matter of Oswald's Body. So it's coming at the perfect time, you know, just aligning with Department of Truth and, you know, the uh, inclusion of uh, Lee Harvey Oswald in that and everything. Wow. So okay. so uh, Regarding the Matter of Oswald's Body, uh, it takes place like minutes after the JFK assassination. And then this group of, you know, lovable losers are recruited by this mysterious guy who may be CIA or FBI or something. And they're basically hired to replace the body of Lee Harvey Oswald with a, a, a dead guy. And it's just the adventure of all that happening. But, and yeah, this is... Un- Unrelated to Department of Truth? Yeah, yeah unrelated. Wow. Yes, yeah, this one's from Boom Studios, whereas Department is Image. But uh, I oh, don't know wow. if it was just that Department really whetted my appetite for that, but that's a really fun story, too. Oh, yeah, man. Um, let me see if I can figure out how to do this. How do I do this? I don't even, here we go. So if you guys, I'm holding up, for those who cannot see, I'm holding up a book that's called Sex and Rockets, The Occult World of Jack Parsons, um, one of the books I read last year. And the reason why that new issue of Department of Truth really wets my whistle is because this book talks about Jack Parsons basically being just this super genius who was just blowing shit up in Pasadena and became friends with people who worked at um, what's the school right there? Oh, my God, I can't believe I'm forgetting it. But there's a very popular um, engineering school in Pasadena that is actually in that show. Uh, What's that show called? The comic book one with Sheldon big bang theory, oh, big bang theory. So the school, the, the school that they are all like professors or whatever they're, they're working out of. That's the school that um, people uh, got Caltech. contracts. Caltech. Thank you very much. Um, so Jack Parsons was friends with people and would blow up rockets with people who were uh, professors at Caltech and research scientists at Caltech. And he was able to get a contract with the U.S. government to basically start testing um, different ways of creating rockets. And from that, that those group of guys uh, led to the creation of Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Um, the thing about this book, which is fucking insane, and I don't think many people know about, is that Jack Parsons was like a straight up, um, like Anton, well, not Anton LaVey, who's the British, the British dude, um, Kind of Alistair like Crowley. Alistair Crowley. So he was like friends with Alistair <laughs> Crowley, and he was friends with L. Ron Hubbard, and he invited L. Ron Hubbard to some of the Crowley uh, like seance sessions and shit that they would do, and they would like wear masks and they would pray to demons and all this stuff, <laughs> and um, it is wild stuff, man. Like it is really wild stuff, and it was it's true. Like he did all this stuff. He was like an occult like magician, and he believes that conjuring those demons and talking to these interdimensional beings are what gave him all the knowledge to create the 
um, the stuff to create the rockets, you know, and it's pretty out there. Makes he actually, sense. he actually, well, it's, it's up to debate, but he accidentally blew himself up in his own basement. That's how he died. Um, you know, that, so he blew himself up with his rockets, you know, in his basement, unfortunately. If you gotta um, go, I mean, that's the way to go. <laughs> he did what he, he, went, I mean, he went doing what he loved. I mean, um, but yeah, so he was friends with L. Ron Hubbard and, the thing about Elron Hubbard is that Elron Hubbard basically copied uh, like stuff from like the Necronomicon, stuff from um, all this occult literature that already existed. Elron Hubbard basically just took that and applied it to what is now Scientology. So he just ripped off all that stuff, which, which is now Scientology. Um, but that's why that book that Robin is talking about, I'm like, dude, I got to read that. So I, I think that, what's his name? Tanyan probably read this book or knows about all that stuff. And that is influencing, uh, you know, a lot of his stuff. So the reason we were talking about conspiracy theories, to bring it back around to Henry Cavill, Superman, tying it all together. Um, I want to... I, I want is an alien. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to see if you guys, what you guys think on this. So. I remember years ago, uh, The Rock's wife, ex-wife rather, uh, who is his manager and who is also his business partner, got Cavill as her client, probably her most high-profile client. So she is Cavill's manager, The Rock's Mm -hmm. ex-wife. So they are under the banner of, I think it's called Seven Bucks Productions. And uh, The Rock is co-owner. His ex-wife is co-owner. They have a... um, an agency, uh, talent agency, which Cavill is one of them. So I'm like, oh, this is awesome. The Rock's getting, he's going to be Black Adam. You know, he's going to, he's going to help keep Cavill in the DC universe. This is going to be great. Um, and then Shazam came out and they could have very easily used Cavill as a cameo. They, for whatever reason, chose not to. It's literally just a torso of this, of Cavill's suit. So I'm okay, that's weird. And he was already under contract with, with The Rock at that point, or The Rock's ex-wife. I'm like, all right, well, that's weird. And then I started thinking, okay, uh, you know, I don't want to think this way, but I'm going to think this way. The Rock, if you guys are unfamiliar, he was recently in a couple of movies that are under the Fast and the Furious franchise. The Fast and the Furious franchise at some point was bought by, uh, what's his name, Vin Diesel. Groot. So Vin Diesel owns like a, per- a majority percentage of the rights of the Fast and the Furious franchise, meaning that he is like the biggest, the main producer of all those films. So when he had The Rock sign on, he's basically hiring The Rock to work under him. Now, The Rock is the, I think at this point, is like the biggest grossing movie star right now. Like every year, he's like the most paid. Uh, you know, he makes like five movies a year. That, and even though they're not that great, they make a lot of money. So The Rock has been continuously tweeting and posting. He's going to be Black Adam, and he keeps saying uh, the power of the DC, the power of the DC universe is about to shift, or some shit like that, right? He's saying like the the balance of power in the DC universe is about to change. He keeps saying that because I think what he's trying to do is he's trying to hype up Black Adam as this top tier character, and Black Adam is not really historically a top tier character. He's not even like uh, he's not even like a villain a villain for uh superman he's just you know he's a black adam villain that sometimes get used in in different ways so the rock is very clearly trying to change that as far as cinematically he's trying to make himself establish himself as a big pillar in the dc universe probably like the biggest because honestly as ben affleck is no longer there uh the rock's probably going to be the biggest name you know known in the dc universe so i i thought this is great he's going to help with cavill being under his agency he's gonna help with cavill coming into the movies then i started realizing dude what if the rock doesn't like the fact that ben affleck or cavill because he doesn't want to be outshined very clearly if you read some of the stuff that happened with the fast and furious franchise him and vin diesel bumped heads because vin diesel wants to be the star of that franchise vin diesel wants to be the main guy the rock has always made sure to position himself as the dude as the number one so i started thinking what if this is like a calculated effort to suppress anybody else from outshining the rock in the DC universe. And all this stuff with Cavill not being able to kind of find a place is not necessarily nefarious as far as uh, they're. You're they're, saying the rock is rock blocking. <laughs> it doesn't it, matter if that's what he's saying. Oh my God. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, I don't I mean, if you think about Hollywood, it's cutthroat, you know, no one is, 
necessarily there to help each other out. Everyone is trying to be number one in some but some aspect. I, I feel like they've been like they've been friends though, so I would hope that that isn't the case. That's what I th- I thought so too. Like I'm like, yeah, man, this is great. They're friendly, but then uh, there was an interview where they asked him like, hey, are we ever going to see Black Adam versus Superman, and will it be Cavill? And he straight up said, he's like, I. I promise you that you'll see Superman versus Black Adam. I don't know if it's going to be Cavill. It's like, what? He said yeah. that. And it's, that's when it made me think, dude, why wouldn't you put out in the press like to gain momentum? I will do everything in my power that it is Henry Cavill, especially if he's under the banner agency that your ex-wife is under. That's when I started thinking like, dude. Because what if- he probably already knows, you know, the, the the Warner Brother heads have already talked to him. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, he's at least his wife, who is the or agent of Cavill. Cavill's already talked to him. Cavill, yeah. You, know, you would think that, you know, they they t- they talk. They know. Right. And, and 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 if he got pushed out of the uh, Fast and Furious stuff, then maybe he just needs to make sure. Okay. Well, I got to make sure that this is my new thing. Then. Oh my god, it's crazy, and that's why it's like it's. I'm starting to realize. Fuck, man. Maybe you know what whatever you might think of the rock but the rock being in the dceu is probably not for the best at least for cavill you yeah. know because what if if wb is going to throw money around if wb is going to make uh make uh room and 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 make a budget for characters the rock's going to make sure that it's coming to him first you know what i mean he's going to make sure that he's number one he's taken care of and and cavill from what there's other uh things out there saying that um uh, a while ago it said he didn't want to sign on to another Superman role unless he had final script say. So he had all these caveats where he needed to have final say in the script approval. He needed to have final say in uh, maybe the suit. So I think uh, uh, there there is, you know, Grace Randolph, just like we just went over, she had also tweeted that uh, she said it was both Warner Brothers' fault and Cavill's fault equally that he is not, you know, going to be coming back because he made some demands that uh, they're not willing to meet him at, uh, which could be both uh, financial as well as creative. But fucking a man, um, what a bummer! That, so uh, what the the root of what you're saying is that this is all Vin Diesel's fault. <laughs> I am fast and furious. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> you go back far enough, I he's think he's an easy exactly. target too. Man. Um, I had, I thought I had another picture in here. Let me see if I can find it. I had another picture in here. Of, uh, no, I didn't. I did, but I Careful, didn't. Careful, remember what you know. accidentally threw up last time. Oh my God. <laughs> if you want to go back and if anybody is interested in finding something, I don't even know if we kept that in the uh, episode, but we were on with Kevin Altieri. And before we even started, <laughs> do you remember that? I had my Zoom background as a, uh, as a S as a BDSM chamber, I don't know why. I can't remember why my background was a BDSM chamber, but I remember I logged on to Zoom and Kevin Altieri, director of Batman the Animated Series, saw me with a background <laughs> BDSM. There's like a sex bed behind me with like paddles and chains. And, and what did he say? Like that's an interesting room you're in, or something. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're like the lawyer. I'm here live. I'm not a cat. <laughs> I'm Holy here live. Shit. I'm not a pervert. <laughs> Dude, oh my god! I, I don't know. Yeah, that was. I, I wish I could remember why I had that set up. I'm sure it's because we were recording something, and I thought it would be funny to have that sure. on there. No, no judgment. No Here judgment. Here it is. I found the pictures. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put these up real quick while we're uh, talking about Cavill. But um, do you guys are you guys uh, gonna miss Cavill? Do you not give a oh, shit? What are your thoughts for on sure. Cavill? He, yeah, I liked him a lot, and I I think it's silly to lose him at this point while he's at his most popular he's been you know he has at the time he became superman that was the the thing that i would say easily he was best known for but at this point he's got uh the witcher he's done like mission impossible movies and he's in the the uh sherlock holmes thing with uh the girl from stranger things he he's all over the place now. Like, and I would say Witcher is probably the centerpiece outside of Superman is the centerpiece of what he does right now. And that's, that's a, a big thing. You know, it's just, it's not theater, it's Netflix, but it's still huge. Yeah. And, you know, it links to uh, a giant uh, video game franchise. So he's, he's a, a household name at this point and to let him go because you just aren't finding a place for his take on the character i I don't know yeah grabs your thoughts 
um, yeah, it'd be a, it'd be a big loss. I mean, because, you know, just as much as like what you said, when you saw Affleck in the suit and you thought this is Batman, I mean, seeing Henry Cavill in the suit, you're like, wow, this is Superman. This is, you know, he, he wasn't your Christopher Reeves that, you know, and Christopher Reeves is the goat, but for a modern Superman, I mean, he looked like a badass. And I and I enjoyed Man of Steel. And you guys know I'm not the biggest Superman fan, um, but I enjoyed that movie, even though you know it was a little different than than previous Superman movies. Nothing wrong with that. I like you said, it was about Superman finding his way and his path, and and um, but taking a step back, I mean, the thing is, Cavill. I could see why Cavill would want to have a say in the writing because, you know, he's human. He reads the press. He, he sees all the publicity and he hears all the feedback and stuff like that. And with such an iconic character, how would you not want to have a little bit of input? If, if you're portraying this character that is, you know, an household icon and, and, you know, you want your public image and your product to, to be good. You want it to be, you know, respected and, and have a very positive response instead of being so divisive. But, um, you know, yeah, it would suck to lose him. I don't know who they could replace him with. I mean, I, I don't watch the, the TV series, but I hear good things about the guy that portrays the, the TV version. Mm. Yeah, he was supposed to be, he was in the running for Batman at one point before they decided to go older. Um, uh, so if, uh, all that being said, uh, comes to fruition as far as no more Affleck, no more, I, I, and I, I think that, uh, I think we've all been expecting that Affleck wasn't going to come back for much longer. He was all surprised to us that he was coming back for the flash at all. Well, so, you know, I mean, it would suck to lose him, but you know, I've got a strong jawline. I'm going to throw my hat in the ring. So. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I, we, we lost him once before, so I feel like the impact is, is not as, it doesn't sting as much, but I mean, we're not going to get to see these three. What a great looking trio. Um, God, man, I don't think in our lifetime, I don't think we're going to see a better looking Trinity, um, much less Justice League on screen. There's just uh, aesthetically, I don't know if we'll ever get this ever again. And judging by what they're saying with the rumors that we we won't for a very long time because the new Justice League is going to be completely different characters. Um, so, okay. And you know, everyone talks about, you know, restore the Snyderverse, restore the Snyderverse. Now with the news that came out, Gal Gadot is still going to be Superwoman or not. Super, what am I talking about? Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Old man brain. Superwoman. <laughs> we all, we all get it. Louis um, Hartbrain. Yeah. Wonder Woman. Um, so, and Black Adam and Shazam and Aquaman and the Flash movie all tie into everything that Zack Snyder created. I mean, isn't that technically still Snyderverse? That is the argument that the studio is putting forward. Or is it just that, you know, Zack Snyder is not directly involved with it. It can't be quote unquote Snyderverse. Well, that's that's, that's sort of the problem with, because if they're not making a complete clean break, then what's the point of making any of these changes? Because, if you want to visibly clearly be something different, particularly in the minds of casual moviegoers, which make up the majority of moviegoers, you need to be completely separate and different. There are still people who think that the the Snyder movies were a continuation of the Nolan movies. <laughs> so who's how many people are going to know there's any difference if... We move forward with this. There, there's no more Batman. There's no more Superman. But we still have everyone else from the Snyder stuff. Yeah, and unfortunately, uh, the studios only care about the box office numbers and the money. So mm-hmm. they don't care about the con- the consistency and the continuity as much as if uh, Gal's going to be back and make money, let's have her back. If Jason's going to be back and make money, let's have him back. And this, you know, the the Flash gives them the opportunity to see how this hits box office wise. If they want to keep it going, um, Gramps, I, I, the most difficult thing I'm assuming is that you're not going to get this guy 
um, <laughs> back in any fashion as your joke or Jared letter. Uh, Darn. In this this photo that I have up right here, this is uh, probably more appropriate than ever now with the crown of thorns and that he has been sacrificed um, by the studio <laughs> to make way for a new uh, vision. And, uh, you know, he is the sacrificial lamb, unfortunately. So, um, you know, our hearts go out to Jared Leto and the Joker and his hundreds of thousands of millions of fans. Uh, his 10 I, fans. I, I want to say he's probably the most celebrated Joker on screen. I might be wrong, but just <laughs> based no, off I, of you I, are. I think, I, think, I think you do have to say he he has the most fans of any Joker actor. Uh, yeah. I, because I mean, like, if, he, how, what, what other Joker actor has also been a legitimate rock star outside uh-huh. of... Of you hear that, Gramps? Legitimate. No, I've seen it in person. <laughs> it was all illegitimate. I sang, I sang more than he did. Oh, man. Oh, all he gosh. did was jump around on stage, wave his mic to the audience and say, jump, jump, and let you know the band play. He sang nothing. Was that his pink mohawk phase that you saw him at? I don't know. I don't know. What, what, was that a festival or was that a 30-second smart show? It was a... Thirty seconds to Mars show. Uh, that, that was that. That was at Gramps' viewing of uh, Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Man, about halfway through, my wife and I were like, "You, you just want to leave? Because this sucks." So is yeah, Sweden's Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too. Um, bring uh, yeah. bring it back around. So with all that, blah blah blah, Snyderverse. Uh, you know. Um, this is this was uh over the weekend was it was today today's saturday, saturday. So friday yesterday morning i think is when this photo broke uh leslie grace tweeted it posted it um this is the first look at her batgirl suit here is the full shot um and then here is the closer up this is what she actually posted it's a little bit more close up uh photo if you if those who are listening uh audio you can look up this is all over the internet but um very mixed, very mixed uh, response to the suit because uh, they're definitely taking a, a certain specific direction with it. Um, the thing that I am, well, you guys tell me, what did you immediately think of? What were your reactions to first seeing this suit? I thought, I, I think they did a great job uh, pulling off the Batgirl Burnside, you know, Babs Tower uh, look. It, it looks perfect. Yeah. yeah. There we Com- go. Comic yeah. accurate. Yeah. You know, depending on which comic. You want now? I, I'll be honest. I didn't read this version of Batgirl. I, I read the, the previous series. Um, but, you know, this suit, like what you mentioned, was a redesign by Babs. Um, what was her name? Babs Tar. Tar. Yeah. Tar. Yeah. Very talented artist. Um, is kind of a a modern. Um, what's the word I'm trying to use? interpretation basically of Yvonne Craig from 66. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Kind of a, you know, I wouldn't say military style, but you know, just a modern take on, on that bombshell. Yeah. Um, This. uh, So yeah, I mean, I think I'm right there with both of you guys. The one thing I noticed immediately. Oh dude, that's totally Babs's uh, suit. That's the Babs tar Cameron Stewart back. Even down to the boots. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I saw people specifically complaining about about the boots, and my first thought was, "Okay, you you, you don't, don't read. read comics, then <laughs> read a comic, <laughs> <you> casual." <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's striking how much it is the Babs Tar suit. I mean, they like really. I mean, look at it. if you go back and forth, and 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 that's cool. You know, if people don't don't get it, you know, don't know that it comes right from the comics. But <laughs> if you don't if you don't know the comics, then maybe you shouldn't be online complaining about what they're doing with the look of a character. If you aren't aware of the source material. Yeah. I think um, they're uh, harping on it because they, they nailed this. Yeah. And I'm just like, like my opinion was like, my God, they finally did something right because (laughs) you know, you, you guys know my opinion on the, the Patty bat suit. No, like, we don't. Tell us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, it was like, at least they got this right. It looks better as far as how the comic looks than the Patty Bat suit. Oh, man. 
You're uh, gonna have if, me saying patty bad eventually. Dude, that's the new term, man. It's stuck in my head. Um, you know what? Uh, yeah, I, I really so the more I look at it, the more I like the suit. Uh, so are are we are we now calling the patents and Batmobile the paddy wagon? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so sorry to cut you off there. Yeah, I, I really like so yeah, for sure I see the uh the Babstar uh suit and then the way that the light reflects, I was like, oh man, that is totally Yvonne Craig. Um and uh yeah, the more I like the more I look at it, the more I like it. I, I do I do understand certain people's critique of the suit because um it's supposed to be like a motorcycle jacket type suit. I'm a, right? Isn't that what the yeah. whole kind of concept is? Like a motorcycle jacket, motorcycle suit. It says yeah, right yeah. there, leather jacket, not spandex. Yeah. Okay. So it's 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 a motorcycle specific, like protective suit, um, because that's kind of the history of the character. Is like one of the coolest things about the '66 show is that she had her own fucking motorcycles. Like, damn. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, uh, yeah. I, the more I look at it, the more the more I the more I like it. I also understand the critique because it is a motorcycle suit. So um, I think people are. Uh, so depending upon where you lie, you either like the hyper realistic or you don't. And the people who don't like the hyper realistic don't like that. It's like, oh, they're explaining the suit, you know, that, oh, it's a it's a homemade whatever. Uh, people like the there's other people that like the um, the Batman Begins type suit, the Batman vs Superman type suit, where it's like an already established who the fuck made that. That thing's, you know, <laughs> who makes that suit? It doesn't have to have any explanation behind it, but. You know, it is what it is. This is what it's going to be. And I also think that, I, I don't know about you guys, I don't think this is going to be like the final suit, you know, at least in her trilogy of films or whatever they decide to use. This is definitely like a year one type vibe. And uh, my understanding of if the rumors are correct, Keaton is going to be in um, the Batgirl movie as some form of mentor. And he's probably going to give her some upgrades for sure, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's something that we can kind of look forward to. Um so yeah, so you guys excited for the Batgirl? I I didn't care about Batgirl at first, and now that I'm hearing all this stuff about how it's going to be a jumping off point for a lot of the new DCEU, I'm at least interested to see what happens. What about you guys? Yeah, I, I'm definitely interested. You know, like I skipped uh, Birds of Prey, and uh, was the was was there a separate Harley Quinn movie, or is there there was the other Justice, or um, not Justice League, the Suicide other uh, Squad. Suicide Squad? I that one I'll watch, but was there another one that I'm forgetting about? No, there's there's there was... Birds of Prey, which was technically the Harley Quinn movie, but it was a team up. And then there was The Suicide Squad. And then uh, I don't even have they even talked about making another solo Harley. I don't even know. I think that's it because she was only uh, in the original Suicide Squad. So she's only been uh, Harley in three films, I believe. So far, yeah, it seems weird that like wait, I but, there was but yeah, for any, anyway, yeah, like I, I haven't watched a couple of the recent ones. Is it Suicide Squad? I will. Birds of Prey still just didn't uh, interest me, but this one for sure. Uh, I, I'm gonna check this out. Yeah, and you uh, know, a did... big part of that is a, a big part of what didn't interest me for, uh, Birds of Prey was. I didn't recognize any of those characters as the characters right. I know. This one. I, I, I immediately recognize this. Right. Yeah. I know, I know not only who the characters, but I know what look, Oh, that's the, the late new 52 Batgirl Burnside, Babstar, Cameron Stewart look that they're doing. I, I know exactly what they're doing. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. So one more prayer of thanks for, um, <laughs> our Joker that we will no longer be seeing on screen. I don't think. Awesome. Um, yeah. And then, uh, something that kind of came and went, um, people who are excited about the show definitely talked about it, but we got news that the Batman Cape Crusader animated series that is being produced by Bruce Tim, JJ Abrams and Matt Reeves, uh, they hired Ed Brubaker as like the main head writer of the series. Mm. Um, so if you know Ed Brubaker and if you are familiar with his work, he is, he created, um, the Winter Soldier character, that was his run on Captain America. So, you know, uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier, that that is does not exist without Ed Brubaker. Um, he did a lot of uh, stuff uh, before going on to a lot of... Oh, maybe, Gotham he's more, Central, too. A lot of Daredevil. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah, Gotham, Gotham Central. Central 
um, which is a great story, uh, a great, a great uh, couple of series. Uh, he had a run on that. Um, and then he did a lot of indie stuff. So he did, crim- I read Criminal when it was like, I think the first couple of trades. So he wrote, he wrote Criminal, he wrote Incognito. He does a lot of like uh, crime thriller, noir type uh, stories. Um, yeah. And he's really good at it. And so that is, you know, considering who he is, how he writes, I think this is an amazing choice to write a story for uh, a Batman series that by all accounts is definitely leaning towards like noir, even more so than the old original series. It seems like this is going to be more like crime drama, you know, uh, influenced. What do you guys think about hearing about this news? That's, that's a, that's a good choice. Like you said, he, Mm -hmm. he fits the mold for that street level type hero. Um, Like, we threw out some names. He also did a, a very highly acclaimed run on Daredevil that really dealt with, um, you know, the kingpin and the the gangs of New York and, and all that. And so he, I mean, no pun intended, but he's, he's got, a, really has his boots on the ground with, with that type of story writing. Um, so that's what they're going for in this series. They picked a good choice. And yeah. look at uh, Batman the Animated Series. Much of that written by Paul Dini wrote a ton of comics. Bring in a guy who's written a ton of comics, do writing on this one. You know, how can yeah, you go it, wrong? That is the, it's, it's that just is... like, why don't they get these guys to write the movies? That's what I've always wondered. You get yeah. these guys that write the source material, write the movie. Has well, anyone they, they had they had Jeff Johns in on stuff, but they you know keep making him want to not be there. Don't so you much. ever say that name in here <laughs> ever again? <laughs> um, oh, it. you canceled him? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, man. Unfortunately, um, it seems that uh, Jeff Johns was stripped of of all that. I mean, except for the TV stuff, he's he's still like show running a bunch of the TV stuff. But I think I think Warner Brothers that's what they do. They, they put the if you're writing comics, they stick you on TV. They don't let you touch the movie stuff. And uh, I don't know about Marvel. No I know sense Mar- to me. Marvel at least adapts or tries to uh, adapt some of the stuff that comics writers wrote. Like obviously the Winter Soldier stuff, and I mean they do their own thing. They're not gonna. They don't stick like too close to the source material at all. But um, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe it's because the the writing style is is lends itself better to television because it is. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, writing, uh, you know, sequential stuff, you know, writing comics uh, maybe translates better to writing episodic television. Yeah, somebody in charge has a reason that they're really not being clear on. And we'd like to know. Yeah, so. contact us. Yes, like please. Jeff, uh, Jeff, Jeff Loeb was running all the uh, Marvel TV stuff for a long time. Oh, wow. Wow. Like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and all that Dude, stuff. Dude, I just started... Uh, so we had to get, um, we didn't have to, uh, I got a hundred, that was like $150 gift card from Amazon for Christmas from somebody. And I'm like, what the fuck am I going to use this from Amazon? Like, I guess I want, I want to use one nice thing. What can I get? And, uh, I just got like one of those tablets. What is it? It was the, the Amazon one. It's like an Amazon fire or some shit like that. The pyramid. Unleash the power of the pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Anyways, I'm like, okay. And then, by the way, uh, this is not a plug. We are not endorsed by Prime. But if you are an yes. Amazon Prime member, um, yes, exactly. Contact us, please, Amazon. Jeff Bezos, please. Oh, my God. Um, if you are an Amazon Prime member, you get uh, Comixology Unlimited for free, apparently. And so I was like, all right, I'll check out what they got on there. And they have uh, all of the Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale Marvel stuff. Like um, Spider Man, what is it? Spider Man Blue, um, Hulk Yellow. Yeah, that stuff's on there. So I downloaded and started rereading the Spider Man story by um, Tim Sale and Jeff Loeb. God damn, that shit looks awesome. Um, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale, winning combination. You cannot go wrong. Hmm. And uh, yeah, man, such great stuff. Uh, great comic book writing by Jeff Loeb, great art by Tim Sale. And and the Marvel stuff by them, like I gotta recommend it highly. If you have not ventured out into those uh, books that they did together or are still doing together, they did a Captain America one a couple of uh, years ago. Yeah, Captain America White. You'll notice yeah. the the color theme. Yeah, um, highly highly recommend. If you have Comicsology, oh, 
and also about comicsology. Um, uh, funny that Robin, we were talking off air about the fact that I, if you guys aren't aware of it, you you want to know like, oh, how do you guys get all these guests on these amazing guests? Uh, we actually have a carousel of nudes that Robin. Um, <laughs> We took them very tastefully, but they are nudes that we commissioned for him to take that he sends out to all the creators. Um, and that's how we, even if it's not something that they like or that they appreciate, it gets their attention. And, and, um, and, and the, you can tell the ones who like them the most because they're on the show the most. <laughs> looking at you, Sean Murphy. <laughs> exactly. Anyhow, um, so Scott Snyder has a bunch of books that are comics, all exclusives. I checked some of those out. God damn. Uh, they are good. The book that he does with Francesco Francavilla, it's called, my God, I'm forgetting the name of it. It's a horror book. Is that We Have Demons? No, that's, that's with, with Capullo. Uh, that's oh, with Capullo. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one he does with Francesco is like a Universal Monsters like homage. Um, and holy shit, that book is so cool. If you like uh, If you like Universal Monsters, if you like monster movies, old monster movies, and the lore that goes with it, such a good book. Another one, god damn, Jeff Lemire did a book with Jacques called um, Snow Angels. Yeah. Holy shit. If you haven't read that book, it's only, I think, like 12 issues, maybe a little bit less. Um, and it's self-contained. It's like, it's only that run. They they haven't talked, I don't know if they've talked about doing another uh, run on it, but god damn, that story is so cool. And the art is amazing and very unique. Like, it's not, it's, it's creator-owned stuff that's not based on any superheroes or anything like that um and uh night of the ghoul is uh the one with francesco highly recommend if you have not read that if you guys have amazon prime and and download comicsology um that's all the comics all every comicsology exclusive that i've read has been really freaking cool um and then i think they're also i think what they do is at least with we've got demons uh that's coming out now in physical format so the first issue, I think, is coming out in the next couple of months. Uh, so I, that answers the question, at least for that one. I'm not sure if all of them are eventually going to be physical release. but Yeah, a, a lot of them are planning that, it sounds like. like I know uh, Donnie Cates has some digital stuff that he's doing that is coming out uh, physical copies as well. Yeah. Is it Stephanie Phillips? Who is, is she doing Harley right now? Yeah. Okay, so she has a book on there. I forget the name of it mm-hmm. as well. But um, it's like 1940s New York, uh, like like cops, like drunken cops beating up and finding their way, you know, solving the mystery. Uh, very Untouchables, Kevin Costner, Sean Connery-esque, very, very Untouchables, like crime uh, kind of book. That's an awesome one that she's writing. Um, just good stuff, man, like good indie books that uh, I was very surprised to have fallen into by accident. Um but yeah, so if you guys uh, need something aside from superheroes to check out, and you got an Amazon Prime, uh, yeah. and yeah. and if you if you like the work of particular particularly authors, if you like the way they write the characters that you know from the big companies, like you know, if you like the way a guy writes Batman or Spider Man, you you've always enjoyed his work on on the the big uh, the big two, so to still call them wait until you see what they do when they're playing in their own sandbox and they're telling their own stories and can do whatever they want. Like stuff James Tynan does in department of truth, uh, nice house on the lake, something's killing the children. Uh, they're all these guys when they're doing their own stuff, you can really see why they got the jobs that they have with, you know, writing the, the marquee characters. Yeah, and uh, we've said it before, but I think that uh, the indie stuff that Tynion does, if you like his Batman, in our opinion, the indie stuff he does is better than that. Oh, yeah. Um, Like, just top-notch writing. Same with Williamson. Um, You know, he's writing Batman right now, but if you haven't checked out his indie stuff, like, you got to check out his indie stuff. Um, I I always forget that Murphy wrote Punk Rock Jesus and how massive that book was. because uh, he he has become such a big like presence like with Batman that I forget that he wrote that book and I I I, I went back and flipped through it uh, recently I'm like God damn this book was crazy um, and there was uh, Joe the Barbarian he did with Grant Morrison oh man a lot of good shit out there uh, so yeah we wanted to end with uh, something positive 
that Brubaker hopping onto the Cape Crusader uh, series, um, that's going to be awesome. That that show is going to be awesome. Um, the comic stuff, uh, you know, unfortunately, the DCEU. Uh, it sounds like we're going to take our we're going to we're going to take our picks of what we kind of fall into. I know Gramps, you're very excited about uh, Hawkman coming out in the Black Adam uh, movie. Uh, Shazam, I know, is coming out with a sequel. Um, Gal Gadot is going to be in the third Wonder Woman film that I think uh, the only thing we've heard from that is um, what's her name accidentally leaked it on uh, DC Fandom. Uh, Linda Carter did not know she was not allowed to say that the third movie was coming and she just fucking said it, which is kind of funny. Um, I hope she's but, in it. <laughs> I, I think she had a cameo in one of them, I think. I can't remember. Um, long story short, I don't know about you guys, but I, I'm going to spend probably a lot more time with comics and, and some of these shows than I would have with uh, getting frustrated about the movie stuff because um, I think we'll we'll let the movie stuff settle in and figure itself out. Uh, the Batman's still coming out. That's another rumor that I saw, too, by the way, by the same uh, individual. Uh, again, we're putting a lot of weight on that rumor. It's still just rumors. might not happen. However, she stated that uh, something that she's hearing is that the Batman universe by Matt Reeves, that's going to be the next expansion for the Trinity. So there's going to be a, a Superman eventually in that universe. Apparently, I don't know how the fuck they're going to do that. Um, and uh, they're, pro- they're probably going to put more weight with the expansion of the universe in that area. And then the DC extended universe stuff will be a lot more just kind of individually, uh, individually based movies with characters just kind of having their own um, adventures every once in a while, you'll see people maybe pop in and out as cameos, but it's not going to be like team movies the way Marvel does it. Um, And dude, I'm sick of DC trying to, I'm sick of DC trying to like, I don't know, man, I fucking hate the, uh, I shouldn't say DC Warner brothers. Warner Brothers, man, I don't know. There, that, that's the issue. It's not DC. It's not the filmmakers so much as it is the overarching, uh, the the ownership that you know they have an agenda. They got to make money, so um, they don't really care about what the fans want. They just want to. They want your money. They want you to buy the the ticket. Really, at the end. So, yeah, and and that's what it comes down to. Like that's how they run not only the movies but the comics too. Like there are comics that haven't happened because the people uh, above haven't seen the value in it until it was too late. Like there are things that I can't specifically say publicly, but you know, that uh, the people who make the decisions didn't green light something until they saw the success of another thing and then said oh yeah well you you guys want to go ahead and do this well too late we've moved on to do something else mm. yeah so that's that's how uh that's how they run all of the branches of it um someone did share that uh this was this was like su- during the summer i want to say of last year um that Snyder is, and he, again, this is old news, but I did see again that he's open to continuing on the uh, the Snyderverse in graphic novel format. If, if like DC would ever be interested in that, he's like down for that, which fucking A, man. Like, yes, <laughs> that would be amazing. So, even on just like one of the streaming networks, that'd be great. Yeah, that's if they're willing to put more money into him, though. And, um, from what he says, they they have not talked to him or reached out to him at all for anything new. So that's that's stupid because how much did he make for them just with that Snyderverse Justice League? Dude, they don't want you to know, and that's the <laughs> thing they don't they don't want you to know because he made them a lot of money. A lot of he money. made them a lot of money, and they don't want you to know that because they want to pretend like, oh, we just gave you this is for you, and that was a little treat for the fans. We're gonna, dude, mm-hmm. fuck, like you made millions pay no, off pay no attention to how fat our pockets are seriously you know and 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 all these rumors are a good uh, indication of that like they knew back then that they were just gonna let him uh you know what hey this is a great opportunity to make more money on something that we already did and uh and 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 still continue to do our thing and not worry about the fallout and just lie to the fans and whatever but whatever man we're, we're trying to be as pos- positive as we can be um <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll cover more comics. We'll cover more shows because that's kind of the direction where it sounds like uh, is still awesome. 
So, uh, and, and hopefully, there's so when... much going on in comics right now. You know, yeah. even if you haven't been keeping up with, you know, long running storylines and things, there's so much like Black Label is so accessible for for people just jumping into things like uh, Jock's Batman One Dark Knight, Cliff Chang's Catwoman Lonely City. There's a new we're two months away from the next chapter of Sean Murphy's White Knight universe. Uh, wow, Batman two Beyond Gotham. Yeah. March. Uh, Holy shit. Yeah. End, end of March. Wow. So expect to see, uh, expect to see slash hear uh, Sean back on the show for that. And yeah, there's, there are tons of things in comics and there's so much stuff beyond superheroes too. Like we keep beating the drama stuff like department of truth, but there's so much good stuff to read out there. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys, any parting words, anything else? Mm, goodbye. <laughs> Thanks guys for uh, tuning in. Check us out. Uh, we will be back with some more. Arrivederci. Hold on. Let, let's bring this back to bring in the new year. Where the fuck is the trunkler? Ah! <laughs> That's how we're going to sign off from now on. Very good question. All right, guys. <laughs>